today I want to talk about kingdom community. We've been talking about kingdom stewardship, kingdom lifestyle, kingdom mindset. And today I want to share with you what we believe and what we see as kingdom community. What you are sitting in right now. What you are a part of right now. The body of Christ. And this morning, today at Lifeway, we have had the opportunity, and I made a list because I thought it was list worthy, and I don't think it's on the screens, this part. But we've done this. We've worshiped together, and we've praised together. We've seen the results of salvation and the power of the Holy Spirit at work right here in our service this morning, in our hearts, things we can't see with our eyes. We see believers following Jesus in water baptism. Jesus said, follow me, do as I do. And we followed him in water baptism this morning. All in one service, just so far. We participated in giving generously. Now, we're going to hear the teaching of the word. And finally, we're going to participate in communion together. And I hope that we are seeing miracles, signs, and wonders happening all over this room this morning. And there's a reason why I made that list, because I thought it was super cool with the passage that the Lord highlighted to me on Tuesday morning. He's like, this is the one you're supposed to read on Sunday. And then I'm like, well, we're doing all that. It's all there. This is the gospel. This is what we're, this is church. We're doing it. Yes. But are we just doing church or are we the church? Are we here just to have a Sunday morning service to attend, to check off of our list, to say, check, done for the week, we went to church? Or are we here and do you feel as powerful as I do up here delivering the word in who you are in Christ? That your identity as a believer in Jesus and as the church is as powerful and important as my identity? Someone said it to me before service even started, and the Lord was already speaking it to me. Uncle Rick, he's like, he said, it, he felt the Lord say, look up, look into my face. He was reading First Peter, and I'm going to botch what you said and how you said it, but go with me. And he said, look up, look into my face. You are, I, I chose you. When someone chooses you and they call your name, you kind of, he said, you kind of just jump up and you're like, yeah, okay, me, okay, you chose me. You don't go, no, I'm sorry. Not me. Don't, don't look at me. Don't choose me. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, look up, child. Look up, child. Take confidence, child. Take hold of your identity, child. I have called you by name. I have called you by name, church. I have called you by name. So get ready. Open your Bibles to Acts chapter 2. We're going to get into the word. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to pray before we jump in here. Will you stand with me? We'll just get you exercising one more time. And if you take the word in your hands, if you have it on your phone, hold your phone, however you have it with you. If you don't have it with you, that's okay. And I want you to say this over your Bible. Holy Spirit, speak. Holy Spirit, reveal. Holy Spirit, 
teach. Father, I pray that my words are your words. My heart is your heart. I pray that I speak your life, your interpretation, your reason, your purpose in these words this morning. In your name I pray. Amen. You can stay standing. Okay, sorry. (laughs) You can stay standing while I read this part of the passage of Scripture. The community of believers... Every believer was faithfully devoted. We're in verse 42 of chapter 2, and I'm reading the Passion Translation, so if you can, follow along with me in other translations. If not, it's on the screen. Every believer was faithfully devoted to the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. A deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone, and the apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders. All the believers were in fellowship as one body, and they shared with one another whatever they had. Out of generosity, they even sold their assets and distributed the proceeds to those who were in need among them. Daily, they met together in the temple courts and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. So I'll see you here tomorrow at 9 (laughs) o'clock. It was a joke. Okay. They shared meals together with joyful hearts and tender humility. They were continually filled with praises to God, enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were coming to life. Go ahead and sit down. I'm going to get a little honest with you this morning, okay? Is that okay? I'm always honest, but maybe a little bit hard to hear honest, even for myself. I don't want to be just that church on the south side with a name on the front of the building that people come to and leave unchanged. I don't want to be a place where people come and just check it off their list. I don't want to be just a building with a name and an organization, four walls. That is not church. This is church. What we just read and what we are seeing God do here today. So this is not condemning what we are seeing God do here today. This is encouraging. Let's keep going after his plan for this body to look like his plan, his purposes right? It's so powerful. You are the church. You are his church. Some things that stood out to me about this church in Acts chapter 2, the first church. There's so much here, and I'm going to try not to preach all day, okay? But there's so much here. This happens, the community of believers passage happens right after Peter preaches, and 3,000 people get saved, But that happens right after they were all baptized and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. So you have the Pentecost experience that happens. Peter goes out and with one message, with one word, 3,000 people are like, I'm in. I'm all in. They're baptizing them. They're raising them up as disciples. Can you imagine the church going from 100 and some to 3,000, 120 in the upper room that day? And just in a matter of days, in one message, they went from 120 to over 3,000 people. That's power. That's Holy Spirit. 
That's the gospel being given and breaking open the hearts of people. And I am telling you, this is going to happen in this county. All the churches are going to be full. I'm speaking prophetically. We need to get there. That is our goal. We are not here to just bide our time, right? We've said that so many times. I'm going to get off my soapbox. We are here to deliver the gospel. And what I noticed is that they were faithfully devoted. I underlined some things I loved about them. They are faithfully devoted to meeting together and to following the teachings, not just to hear them and let them go in one ear and out the other. And I am seeing a body of believers rising up who are faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the word of God here at Lifeway. Our hearts were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. We, we say this all the time, but, but we're brothers and sisters in Christ. We're family. We need each other. Andrew, you're my brother. You're my sister, Ashley. We are family. We are connected, and we need each other. Right? Can you do this thing without each other? Because we say, oh, I'm saved. I've got the Holy Spirit. I've, got, I've followed in baptism, and I'm good. No, we need community. We need communion with one another. Right? I do. Maybe it's because I'm an extrovert, but I see that their need was to be together, and they were mutually linked, sharing communion and coming together regularly. There was a deep sense of holy awe that swept over everyone, and the apostles performed miraculous signs and wonders. Mm. Regularly. Miraculous signs and wonders. Every service, every time we meet, every time you see somebody at the grocery store, miraculous signs and wonders. Every time you talk to your neighbor, miraculous signs and wonders. This is the evidence that we are his body, that we are his chosen people. The miraculous signs and wonders will follow those who believe, right? Everywhere we go. And it's as simple as what the teenagers did. Can I pray for you? We've been talking about this all year. Can I, can I pray for you? I feel like the Holy Spirit highlighted you, and it's, and it's scary at first, but I'm telling you, once you get over the fear of walking up to somebody and giving them Jesus, you, it, the fear will go away, and you're, you're gonna, people are going to be like, wow, that, she's going to come after you next. Out of generosity, they sold their assets to distribute the proceeds to those who were in need among them. I underlined, oh, I skipped a verse. I'm sorry. All the believers were in fellowship as one body, and they shared with one another whatever they had. Out of generosity, they even sold their assets to distribute the proceeds to those who were in need among them. <laughs> Can you imagine in today's American church, if you walk in and you say, go sell your houses, go sell your properties, bring all your funds, we're going to take care of everybody, what would happen? There wouldn't be anybody here next week, would there? But that is how confident, that is how confident they were in following Jesus. That is how confident they were in loving their brothers and sisters in Christ. And we've talked about kingdom stewardship is all I have is yours. Don't, you don't have to go sell everything unless the Lord tells you to, then you walk in obedience, right? 
But what we're saying is everything that we have is his. And so if there is a need and we are called to meet that need, we become that funnel of grace and we meet that need. If it's financial, we meet it. If it's, if it's clothes, we give up the clothes on our back. If it is whatever, that should be our constant mentality. That should be our constant dress. If you see a need in the body and the Holy Spirit, not sometimes you don't even need to wait for the Holy Spirit to speak. If there's a need, you know as a believer in Jesus Christ, you are called to meet that need. Come on. If you see somebody in need, do you need to wait for the Holy Spirit to tell you there's a need or do you need to meet the need? Meet the need. Be obedient. The Holy Spirit's going to be like, yeah, get him, do it. He's going to be cheering you on. That's my girl. That's my man. (laughs) That's what they did. Everything they had, they stewarded and they said, this is all yours. Whatever you need us to do, however you need us to do it, we will provide, we will feed, we will take care of the need. No one was in want. And then it says, daily they met together in the temple courts and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. Wouldn't it be cool, and probably because I'm an extrovert, but that we could get together every single day Not all of you are for that, are you? (laughs) Again, culture. Our American culture says this is my house. This is my time. This is my space. You stay out. Mm. Daily they met together. And it says in the temple courts, so at church and in homes. I'll just let the Holy Spirit deal with that one in you. However, what it means is you are willing to inconvenience yourself and set self aside to put others before you. That means you'll be late to getting dinner started. That means that you will feed more people than you expected. That means you will have that extra five minutes at the gas station and take time to love on somebody. That means daily maybe texting someone and saying, how are you doing and encouraging them in their walk with Christ. We need more mentors. We need more disciplers. Travis and I can't keep up with how many people are getting saved. We can't, we, us as leaders, we can't keep up with how many people are getting saved and getting baptized and coming into relationship with Jesus. We can't do it all. We weren't supposed to. We aren't supposed to. That is every one of our jobs is to, to pick somebody, zone in on them, and do life with them daily. Now, I get in our culture that looks different, but we set a culture aside and we say, I'm going to text them and I'm going to send them a scripture verse this morning. I'm going to pray for them and we're going to have coffee once a week or however, whatever the Lord is telling you to do, be obedient, be flexible. That is so hard, but be flexible to his telling you to get involved in someone else's life. To set yourself aside or maybe step out of your comfort zone. We can use our personalities as an excuse and say, I'm not that kind of person. I don't talk to people like that. That's Leslie. She does that. I could talk to a wall and have a good conversation. Okay. I could. I could. I do. (laughs) But you can't 
You can't leave it to the extroverts. God didn't say, only the extroverts spread the gospel. Everybody else, you can stay over here and be ready for the quiet people. Did he? I know I'm being silly, but he didn't. He's called us all to daily live with one another, to daily cheer each other on, and not just through social media. And not just when we come on Sundays. Get connected to someone. Begin, because once you start pouring out, he pours more. It's like a funnel, a continuous woe. It's a continuous flow of his power and his spirit and his word and his revelation that when you're pouring out, more Lord, more Lord, and it just keeps coming. You're not going to be empty and you're not going to spend yourself. You're not going to drain yourself. You're not going to um, burn out. If you are connected to him and you are allowing Holy Spirit to pour through you into them, it's not really even about you. It's just this cool flow that happens. And it doesn't exhaust you and it doesn't wear you out because you're connected to the flow. If you're just taking it in and you're like, oh, this is good, and then you give something to somebody, but you're not re, you're just not connected, it's, it'll, it'll drain you. You can't carry them. That's not what this is saying. They encouraged one another and they built each other up. But it's not our job to carry people. It's our job to give them everything we can that Jesus has given us. Right? Okay. 2019 version. They shared meals together with joyful hearts and tender humility. I like to eat. Okay. They were continually filled with praises to God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were coming to life. And the Lord, and the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were coming to life. Because they were embodying kingdom community. They didn't have an established denomination. They didn't have an established, this is how we do church. Did they? They didn't have a clue. They were just going off what the Holy Spirit said to do. And I feel like we have to go back to this in that, in that honesty of we got to shake everything else off. Everything else off. And we've got to go after this community, this unity, his church, who you are. Okay, so I made a list because I saw this passage and I saw some things jump out at me. Keys to the kingdom, keys to this kind of community. How do we do this? Well, first of all, their, their community was centered around Jesus Christ and him alone. Jesus saved them and their faith in him is what brought them together because he truly is the son of God and that he was the center around everything that they did. Salvation brought them together, not religious duty, not trying to earn it, truly knowing they are daughters and sons, truly walking in their identity because of what Jesus established while he walked here and when he went to the cross. Jesus established his church through salvation, through grace, and through complete redemption, right? So then the Holy Spirit comes. How many of you like the Holy Spirit? He's my favorite. Are you allowed to have favorites? I don't know. (laughs) Holy Spirit comes in Acts. 
So in Luke, you have Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you have Jesus on the scene. And then Acts, you turn the page, and, and Jesus has to leave. And they're all, like, bummed out. But he's like, go to Jerusalem. Something's coming. I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm not going to leave you powerless. And then he sends his Holy Spirit, and they get empowered with the Holy Spirit, and the church blows stinking up. It blows up. If you read in the next couple chapters, 5,000 people got saved in one meeting. It blows up because of the power of the Holy Spirit partnering with Jesus and what he did on the cross in their lives, and then the power came and it multiplied. The church, the gospel, salvation just began to multiply. So we can't do church without Jesus, and we can't do church without the power of the Holy Spirit. And something else that they had was a devotion to each other and an obedience to the Holy Spirit. Be devoted be intentional, be serious about what you are doing for the body of Christ. Not for Lifeway, but for the body, for each other. Be devoted to each other in unity. Be devoted to each other and listening to the Holy Spirit and being obedient and speaking prophetic words into each other's lives and speaking encouragement in, in pouring into each other. We need each other. And the other thing that I saw was community, and that word community has two parts to me, and I learned this, I think, from Ann Voskamp a long time ago, but the word community has the word communion or commune and unity in it. To commune together in unity is community. To have, to share in the body and blood of Jesus, to, to take communion is so much more than just taking a bread and cup and doing a monthly ritual. There is a bonding, there is a brilliance to the community and taking communion together and coming together and communing together. But not just communing, communing in unity. If you read through that, and if you keep going in Acts, I read through Acts, and I've, I've highlighted and I have written in the side margin, unity, 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 unity. If we're divided, what happens? If we're backbiting, what happens? If we're, if we're talking about another church in the county, what happens? We cannot be divided as the church. We need to cheer our brothers and sisters on, whether they have the same name on the door as we do or not. We are one kingdom. We are one under Jesus Christ. If they are serving him, if they are following him, you need to cheer them on. We need to be the light in the valley, the city on a hill. Unity of mind and thought, unity of heart. Does God want to save this valley? Are we unified in that thought? Does he want every person, every beating heart to know him in this valley, in this state, in this country, on this planet? He does. We are unified in that thought. Does he want goodness to pour in his kingdom, heaven touching earth? Does he want miracles, signs, and wonders flowing through our lives? Travis said it. If we've made a pact, we've made a covenant, he says it. We stand on it. We move in it. 
That's unity. All of us in the same thought process, in the same pattern. And when unity happens, fire falls. You don't have to do anything. Y'all, we don't have to do anything. The Lord added to their number daily those were being saved. Come on. You just have to be obedient, be in unity, be in love, and be love to everyone around you, and then the fire falls. And then people start getting saved one right after another, after another. More disciples discipling each other. That is what God wants to do here in this valley. Generosity, I'm not going to hang on that one, but being generous, I already talked about it. That was one of their core things was, what's mine is yours. Everything I have, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Humility, it takes humility. It takes humility to love someone that's different than you are that looks different, that acts different, maybe has a little stronger personality than you do, maybe gets a little bit on your um, nerves. Who made you better than them? We are all equal at the foot of the cross. And so in my mind, it's dying to self and saying, you love them, and I want to love them as fiercely as you do. Right? That's my prayer. That's the refiner's fire working in me, to love each other like that. To not let anything stand between us, being at the foot of the cross and loving people. And the last thing is love. Love was the undertone of everything that they did. Troy, go with me. I might not do the rest of this, okay? God is love. I think that is very difficult for some of us to like, process that he is love. Always. Always. Does he ever stop loving you? Does he ever stop being love? No. He is love. You are his creation. What pours from you? You are his daughters and sons. What, it's a natural thing to be like your father. Right? The people that raised you, sometimes it's not a great thing. But in this case, when you are taken captive by the love of God, the love of God begins to pour through you, and you can't stop his love. You can't stop him from pouring through you and bringing love to every person that you can. That is church. That is community. That is unity, is recognizing my father loves me. I heard something last night, and I'm going to share this with you, and then we're going to go into a time of communion but I heard something last night, and this, this gal, she shared about her kids chasing her around and how she needed time alone, so she went in the bathroom. Anybody ever do that? <laughs> she went in the bathroom, closed the doors, and her two little ones were, found her and were pounding. She said, with their chubby little hands, just pounding on the door, and they wouldn't leave me alone. And I'm like, I know how that feels. <laughs> But she said, that's the grace and mercy of God. That's what that is like. 
It never stops chasing you. It never stops pounding on the door saying, let me in. Believe who I say you are. Believe who I say you are. Pounding on the door. Let me in. Let me in. Let me in. He is always good. He is always for you. He is always full of love and full of mercy. And he is chasing you down with it. And he wants to lift your head and he wants you to believe it. And he wants you to walk in confidence as his daughters and as his sons. You're not a daughter. But as his daughters and sons. (laughs) Walking in confidence in who we are. And when we do that, unity happens by accident. When we do that, the, the Holy Spirit explodes and it just happens. And when we do that, when we know who we are, it just multiplies. People want to be like you. They want the joy that you have. They want the peace that you have. They want that grace and that mercy. They're dying for it. They're dying for it. For it is not by human means, human power, or human might, but by the limitless power of the Holy Spirit that God's kingdom realm advances on the earth. Jesus builds his church through the Holy Spirit. It's not as how smart we are, how clever we are. It is truly our surrender to that grace and that love and that mercy and saying, I'm all yours, you're all mine, let's go. And then Holy Spirit leads Holy Spirit pours. Holy Spirit provides. We need to get out of the place of fearing that he's not going to come through. we got to stop letting our minds even go there. Because if you have a father that owns the cattle on a thousand hills, say, say uh, whatever, Bill Gates is your dad, you're not going to worry about the finances of your home. It's going to be taken care of. Well, you know who your dad is. You know what he has for you. It's time to stop being distracted by the enemy and being distracted I'm speaking to myself and saying, I don't know if he's going to come through. I don't know if he wants this. He always wants good. He always wants to provide. He always wants to bring healing. That is never not his nature. Right? We've said that so many times, and it's like, I know I'm saying this because it needs drilled into my own brain that God, he wants us to tap into and hold onto and eat and drink and breathe his goodness, his love, his grace, his mercy every single day. And it transforms your thinking, and you go from being a, oh, maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't, to my God is on the throne today. And I can walk into the valley with the giant, and he will take care of it. That kind of boldness. And as a body of believers, when we step in together in that unity, that confidence, when we break bread together, when we pray for each other, when we cheer each other on, when we bring wholeness into each other's lives, when we bring Jesus and we lift each other up and we lay hands on the sick and we see signs and ones and miracles happen, Signs, wonders, and miracles happen. We're just going to begin to just watch the Lord add to the number daily. Amen? I believe it's already happening. It's cool. Isn't it cool? We have teenagers that went out into the community yesterday with no plan at all, just willing to listen to the Holy Spirit and scared to death. But do you know what that did for them? That laid a foundation for them to do it again, for them to see God move and see God come through. 
every single time. Ushers, if you want to get ready, we're going to do the final thing on my list that I said this morning. We're going to break bread together, which is so awesome. Communion has become so special to me. Year as a kid, it was like cool because you got to drink the juice and eat the bread. But it's not just about remembering the body and blood of Jesus and what he did on the cross. Okay? Go with me. It is about breaking bread together as the body of Christ. He knew that coming together to take the body and the bread would bring unity, would bring a a brotherhood, would bring a synergy That when we break bread together, when we remember what Jesus did for all of us, it brings equality in our hearts and our minds. Brings us all to the table at the same place with the same need of the gospel. We're going to do it a little different. You guys are going to stay in your seats for a moment. But I wish so much that I had a big enough table that we could all sit around it. But today we we have... watched and we have seen and we know that we are walking in God's plan as the church. We're seeing signs and wonders. We're seeing people get saved. We're seeing baptisms happen. We're following Jesus. And now we get to follow Jesus and it's just like the most beautiful celebration. What's the word? Uh, Where it pulls it all together. Culmination. Thank you. Culmination to break bread together, to take communion together. So they're going to go ahead and serve you. While they serve you, I'm going to read one more thing. The church is described as the way, the Greek word in Acts that is used to describe the church is the way. People, people of the way. Who is the way? Jesus, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. But she's not just a gathering assembly She's a movement. The church is a, we should be a movement. Not a, not a stagnant pond, but a moving river. A spirit-fueled movement led by leaders who articulate and imply the power of the gospel. And like all movements, the church faces opposition and persecution, yet triumphs and expands through the power of the Holy Spirit. You are a part of a movement today. You are a part of some a spirit-fueled movement. The church is also called in the Greek, called out ones. to come and to meet. So as you are served, I think they're almost done. Everybody's make sure you get a cup and bread. We're going to come together as family, like we're going to do on Thursday for Thanksgiving. If you know somebody that needs a place to eat, my mom's got like 35 people coming. She'll kill me if I invite any more. <laughs> but open your homes. Right? Open your homes. Open your doors. Even if it's a turkey sandwich and you don't have the full spread, who cares? Be 
obedient. Listen, come to the table together. That is where the magic happens. That is where the Holy, and I'm not saying magic, I'm saying Holy Spirit power happens when you come to the table, when you break bread together, when you do life together, when you love each other. Love the fire out of your families this week. Be grace, be mercy, be joy, be peace, be the power of the Holy Spirit in your homes. Pray. If you have family that doesn't know the Lord that are coming to your table, pray over that table. Pray over your home. Pray over your mouth. Sometimes we got to pray, Lord, help my mouth to be that example, to be the church, not just when we're sitting in here, not when we're breaking bread together here, but when you break bread together in your home, you're having church. Amen? Stand up and come forward. Let's fill the altars if you can't stand if you don't feel stable you can stay where you are but or you can come sit on the front rows however you feel comfortable but come on to the table everybody thank you Jesus thank you Jesus fill in all the spots there's room over here still there's room at the table Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, I, I, wanna, I want you to look around you, okay? Don't be weird. <laughs> but look around you. These are your brothers and sisters. This is your family. This is your family. You are the called out ones. We get to do this together. I feel like I wish we could, but everybody would spill their juice. But if we could lock arms, say, I'm here. I'm here for you. You are not alone. I'm here. Some of you need to be spiritual mothers and fathers to those that are brand new in the faith. Do it. Don't hold back. Don't let the enemy tell you you don't know enough about the word to lead somebody in the walk with Christ. You can do it. Some of you are feeling called to go out and do something crazy this afternoon. I'm going to encourage you, be crazy. He will meet you. He will bring breakthrough. So today we get the honor and the privilege to have supper together. And our king is here. He's in each and every one of us. And he said, remember that I'm here. Remember that I'm in you that I'm for you, that all I did for you is done and complete and finished, and that I love you. He's here. And he says, remember my body. Jesus took the bread and he blessed it. Jesus, thank you for your body. I pray a blessing over this bread that in every body that receives today, there would be healing and wholeness. There would be miracles, God, miracles, God. Through your bread, we bless this bread and we bless every believer in this house that takes this bread this morning. And we thank you. We thank you for blessing us with this opportunity to do this. He broke it and he gave it to his disciples. And he said to them, this is my body. Eat it. In Jesus' name.
Then taking the cup of wine and giving praise to the Father, he entered into covenant with them, saying, This is my blood. Each of you must drink it in fulfillment of the covenant. For this is the blood that seals the new covenant. It will be poured out for many for the complete forgiveness of sins. Father, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you for your blood of the new covenant. We are made new. We are made righteous. We are made whole because of your blood that was shed for us for the forgiveness of all. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. We no longer have to atone for our sins. There is nothing within us that we can do to earn your forgiveness, to earn your favor, but it has already been done for us, Jesus, through your death on the cross, through the resurrection. We have been brought from darkness into light. Our sins have been completely forgiven. We no longer have to carry the guilt and the shame and the weight. But you already carried it. <laughs> There's a song I was listening to yesterday that says something along the lines of, I cannot wait till the day when I no longer remember what he already forgot. He's forgotten it. He's cast it as far as the east is from the west and remembers your sins no more because of his blood. The blood of the Lamb. So Father, we celebrate the life that we have in you today because of the blood of your Son. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. We thank you that we are the ones he loved, that we were the joy that he freely went and so we freely receive all that you have done for us Jesus through your life death and resurrection we thank you today let's drink together thank you Jesus thank you Jesus now I want you to do something I want you to put a hand on your shoulder of the person next to you and I want you to pray over your brothers and sisters right now out loud pray over them right now Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 We just finished the list praying together regularly. Isn't that awesome? What a day. Pastor Travis and I are so thankful for you. We are honored to be a part of you, the body of Christ. And I pray a blessing over you this Thanksgiving that is powerful that is dynamic, that is life-changing, that you would feel the Holy Spirit's power in your home, in your heart, wherever you go, whatever you do, that you will know that you are a part of his kingdom community. You are a part of his kingdom. Amen.